our guest has been pretty outspoken on his outspoken, excuse me, on his thoughts on the results, and we're going to get the perspective from him right now. He's a former deputy premier and cabinet minister. Thomas Lukasik is joining the show. Mr. Lukasik, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Chelsea, thank you. You've been quite outspoken, as I mentioned. Uh, you issued a tweet yesterday, uh, and it says, if in Lacombe Panoka you can compare a gay child to human feces and still win 72% of the vote, this is not a report card on the disposable politician, but rather on our society. Alberta, we have some reflecting to do. That is powerful stuff. Can you expand on that? Well, most certainly. I think all of us have to sit back following this election and, and sort of wonder what did it mean and, and what are those numbers telling us? Uh. And, and was it really a report card on individual politicians or leaders of the two major parties? Or, or is it somewhat of a report card on, on who we really are? You know, in, in Alberta, we, we, we have a bit of a mythology that, that we have actually drafted about ourselves, who we think we are and how we would like to be seen. You know, entrepreneurial, self-made, compassionate, giving, loving, embracing and all that. But then you look at these numbers and, and they don't show that. So how is the world looking at us today? Um, you know, it, it's not often, actually, frankly, it never happened that New York Times wrote a story about the elections in Alberta in a not very favorable way. Uh, you know that the world's looking at us, investment is looking at us, foreign students are looking at us. Um, and, and how is it that we're being seen the way we want to be seen? Yeah. I don't think election spoke to that. It's remarkable to me in so many ways that some of these things that we've we've talked about ad nauseum uh, throughout this campaign and before the campaign here on 630 Jed in the media, just in your social circle, I'm sure, that some of these things that have been said that are very controversial, like you mentioned in your tweet comparing transgender children to feces, uh, really shocking comments, still can pave the way for a UCP win. And you talked about it a little bit yesterday on the, the global coverage. Uh, you were a guest and you spoke a little bit about the identity of conservatives and how it's something that they just really hold on to really staunchly, seemingly no matter what. Why is that? Why do you think that identity is so tied to a political party? Well, it's really unique to Alberta, and, and, and I am partly to blame because I am part of this 44-year dynasty of PC in our province, and, and there is nothing more unhealthy to democracy uh, than having any jurisdiction run by one party for 44 years straight. And, and you may find this odd for me to say, but, mm. but we, we have to be honest and we have to be objective. So we have developed in this province politics of identity, and, and people actually identify with being conservative as if it was their religion or, or ethnicity or culture. And, and they find it as um, impossible to change from one party to another or to objectively assess another party's platform uh, as if you were asking them to, to enter into a different religious group. Right. So it, it, we've become very tribal. And, and even, you know, I was speaking with some of my former PC colleagues and, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, one that is very much pro-Ukraine, works very hard for Ukraine. And I would say, look, you have a premier that is not exactly a supporter of Ukraine. You have candidates that are calling uh, President Zelensky a war criminal. How can you possibly vote? for that party and the response is well i have to i'm a conservative so you know my bad guy is better than your bad guy so i will always vote for my bad guy and and the ability to objectively critically review platforms and say you know what 
actually, they don't have a bad candidate in my writing. Uh, that candidate reflects my views, my values, my aspirations. That's what I'm going to vote for. It, it's still unthinkable in this problem. Do you think that it works on the other side of things as well? Do you think that, you know, pe- people that support the UC or the NDP, excuse me, um, are, are unable to think critically as well? I mean, are we just in a situation where politically we've chosen our sides and we're just going to stand there defiant, standing up for them, regardless of platforms on either yeah. side? By all means, and, and that again is the byproduct of the 44 years of one party uh, state. Um, you know, uh, NDP has always seen the conservatives and the PCs as the enemy, the party that they try to defeat. So, um, so it's almost like a you know a, a bastion uh, under attack. They also cocooned. Um, and and would not consider anything from from outside. Um, I have to tell you, uh, I think I was the first one that came out and said, you know what, I, I know Rachel, I know Danielle, I feel much more comfortable with Rachel and endorsed uh, Rachel Notley. Um, and, and I am sure that that caused a lot of stir in the NDP uh, circles. You know, can we trust this guy? Is he a Trojan horse? You know, how can we possibly allow um, this dirty, rotten conservative into into our circle? So. Yes, it happens on both sides, and and I think the job right now of the party that manages to shake that off first um, will be will will result in, in in electoral success into the future. You know, I know Danielle Smith won this election, and congratulations, but there isn't really much to celebrate uh, the day after. Um, they, they have a tiny majority, the, the smallest in the history of this province. They, they lost most of their seats in Calgary and, and some prominent cabinet ministers. And, and they have a majority, actually, when you look at the legislative math, of only at five seats, minus the speaker, that's four, minus one candidate who can sit in their caucus, that's three. God forbid any of their MLAs um, have some mishaps uh, or, or, or health issues. Yeah they can lose the majority. So this is not exactly a resounding win either. And partly because, you know, this party has, uh, again, chosen a path that that really disenfranchised individuals like myself. Uh, Conversely, on the other side, what do you think the NDP needs to do? Because we're not sure if this is going to be a four-year reign for the UCP party, how it's going to look for reasons that you just mentioned. So does the NDP then pivot? Does Rachel Notley stay on as leader? Some people suggesting if you can't beat Danielle Smith, then you need to resign and move on. She said that she will stay. But what do you think is the best strategy? Well, I think UCP will be the first one to have a leadership race. You know, I don't think it was lost on anyone that uh, Brian Jean was already campaigning for leadership in the middle of this campaign. Now that she has, you know, even though she marginally delivered uh, uh, electoral victory, but but really not a success story, and with uh, Take Back Alberta that will be harping at the side, um, there, there will be, um, you know, it always is in party politics, uh, backstabbing going on. So. I think they may have a leadership race. Now, NDP, um, definitely, uh, they have to go through a review, a leadership review process. Uh, their difficulty will be that uh, Rachel Notley really was the face of the party, and, and uh, they will have to find somebody uh, who can assume that role if she was to step down and uh, and develop enough uh, face recognition, name recognition, charisma to, to take over that role. But if NDP... Uh, was to consider rebranding and was to a little bit open up their tent to uh, former progressive conservatives 
um, there is a possibility of having candidates running from the outside hmm. and, and forming the next naturally governing party um, in this province. And, and not that I'm advocating that we should have naturally governing parties. No, I, I hope, I, I coined the term of lending my vote to NDP this time. And, and I think we all should be lending our votes to political parties in every election. No party should have the satisfaction of knowing that no matter how badly we screw up, yeah. we will get every vote, for example, in rural Alberta. And, and that candidate in Pinoca, I think she became a textbook example of it. You know, it, it, the message to, to UCP from rural Alberta is no matter how horrible you are, don't worry, we will vote for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that is not exactly what you want to have in, in democracy. That breeds um, you know, uh, governments that, that are no longer responsive to, to who we are. And, you know, we might as well then forego with the elections. Mr. Lukasik, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Uh, really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you, Chelsea. My pleasure. Of course. Take care. Former Deputy Premier and Cabinet Minister, excuse me, that's Thomas Lukasik sharing his thoughts on the UCP's win.